0: It is now time for
1: another episode
2: of Dangly Bits Theatre with
0: your host Captain Ritzer. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Commander Cast Dangly Bits Theatre. This week everybody here at Commander Cast Prime basically had something come up in their personal life, whether it be business based, home based, relationship wise or other, and we decided to take the week off. But don't worry, listeners. We have an entire episode of Dangly Bits available here for you to listen to right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the bits. And
3: I will see you after the show. There's one more thing I wanted to tentatively let you guys know about. And this is actually pretty pertinent. Uh, as you you might- No, no, not that. Sorry. Sorry to hear that. No, no. I heard
0: you can get that down. I heard you can get that cured. I heard Magic Johnson is down to just one aid. I can't even like I
4: shouldn't that. laugh at that I really shouldn't <laughs> laugh at that I sell horrible jokes <laughs> I'm
3: having flashbacks of high school back when the Jared had AIDS meme was running around oh, uh, now, so right now a lot of my time is eaten up just by working that part time job at the grocery store where it's like okay half my weekend is working at the grocery store and I never have Wednesdays off. sometimes my Fridays are invaded too I'm actually talking with my local shop owner, and if this next month, month and a half, goes well sales-wise, we're talking about me actually just working at the game shop part-time, and if I'm making enough from there, then I actually can leave the grocery store, and theoretically this will give me a lot more actual free time to just start doing stuff again.
0: Cause I'm hey, here. hey if, that, if that was the case, then when you start doing your community segment, you could just do it from the store.
4: Yeah, you could do live drive at work.
0: It could be like, you like a no, 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 hear me out. It could be like a community segment where he's actually talking to people in his community.
3: Not uh, man, man. Not just answering
0: the emails and
4: stuff. <laughs> man, on the street.
3: <laughs> uh, man, <we> got, <laughs> next what's, next what's next two, thing you know, we'll be stealing Chewy's three questions.
4: What's the uh? Isn't there like a uh? It's a not real. It's an homage, William. What? Ah, I got, I got him. I pulled him in. What's the white denizen name? Isn't there Court Street Denizen? Court you Street be, Denizen. Is it you can be the Court Street Denizen podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was it? One of the books that I read, like um, that I picked up, was uh, by Robert Greene. It's called The Thirty Three Strategies of War. And nice. I've been reading through it, and it's one of the things I was planning on using as like the basis for that, um podcasting I was telling you two about earlier with the, our strategy concept.
2: Jeez, Calvin, stop reading my goddamn mind, man. It wasn't Robert Greene, but I was thinking about doing Clausewitz on war. I mean, like, I was in the Marine Corps, so like, you know, I, that's the shit I used to read all the time anyway. Like, my dad was in the Marine Corps, or his granddad was in the Marine Corps, like, like military strategy stuff is just like lying around my goddamn house. Um, uh,
0: man, I would, I would have a field day in your fucking house.
2: Oh, dude, you know what? I gotta, sh- I, I gotta send you like all my old copies of military history. My old man's got like this huge stack of it. It's, it's pretty sweet. Oh, you know what? Side topic too. If you want a good, like a good history book, I'm not so sure if it's like military strategy, but just a cool strategy book in general. There's a book called Rubicon. I forgot the name of the author, but it's about, uh, I would say like maybe 60 years before the fall of the republic. It's just an awesome history book. Like I'm a big narrative nonfiction fan. Like that's mostly what I read is like military stuff, and narrative nonfiction. And this is just a really good story. So, like about the fall of Rome and everything, like shit I didn't know about. You know, so
0: one uh, well, of well, one of my favorite history like um, books that had well, it's not really history, It's kind of a history book, but it's called um, "Badass Ultimate Death Matches." <laughs> it's by um, oh, I think it's by by a guy named uh, Ben Thompson, I believe it is. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Actually, hold on, let me go check. I'll go check in a second. But yeah, but the whole concept of it is, he's like, he takes these stories about these, uh, wars and fights that's happened throughout history, and he'll talk about, like, these underdogs who, for some reason, were able to overcome bigger threats, but he makes, the way he, like, illustrates it and the way he discusses it isn't just like, oh yes, the Battle of Britain happened like this in 1448, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he'll be like, he says, like, something along the lines of, like, in 1433, some douchebag Nazis speaker that they thought they could actually handle this group of uh, tribal warriors. So they decided to go in there, not realizing that these tribal warriors were a bunch of crazy motherfuckers who cut their hands off and replaced them with spears.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm on board, man. I'm on board. I'm looking this sucker up on Amazon. It's like, it's
0: like, and like the narrative way he like describes these historical events. I was like, yo, I really would love to just do this in like an audio form.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. That's freaking awesome, man. There was a book called Badass. I wanted to get it for my students, but my principal said I couldn't order a book for high school kids called Badass.
0: But it's a history book, teach.
2: That's what I said, man. I'm just like, come on. Like, do you Uh, not want to engage reluctant readers or what? You know? I got shot down. Sucks.
3: All right then. So you guys ready for the last
2: you
0: thing? He told your principal that you had double Gore if you were to back down.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shit! That's exa- by Ben Thompson. That's exactly the book I tried to get him to buy, man. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. Huh. shit. <laughs> Damn, man, we are, we're on the same level, brother. Oh shit. I, now I gotta really buy this thing. I tried to get my boss to buy it for me and they wouldn't do it, so.
0: Nah, don't worry about it. Go just, just go pick it up. I'm pretty sure you can find it on Amazon for like $12, $20 or less. That yeah. strategy book on Amazon is like 20 bucks, so I'm pretty sure you can get this for less than that, cause it's
5: yeah. a little pick. bit thinner.
0: But in the same token, like, it's probably one of the best fucking reads you'll have as far as like history and war is concerned. See, here,
3: here you guys are talking about awesome war and all I'm thinking is, man, I wanna order good omens.
2: I don't what, even do you know what the Neil hell Gaiman, that is. Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan, too. See, don't get me started talking about books. Don't start the English teacher talking about books. <laughs> uh, hey, like, actually, my okay, buddy... Yes, line, okay,
3: no, 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 we're done,
4: we're done. We're, okay, we're all right, fine. I, have a, I have the quickest question for Cal. No!
0: What's that? Jersey, what is it? Just accident Do they have Amazon
4: drone delivery
0: yet? Not that I know of, and I hope not. Oh, it, okay. I don't think they would because if they did, if, if a droid showed up around Zaria, I'm pretty sure it would be either hijacked and stolen or at least stripped for parts.
4: Okay. Well, they were doing it in, in New York. They were testing it last late last year. That's
0: why I was asking. They would, like, they'd get, like, half their
4: droid back,
0: just <laughs> enough for it to operate and come back home. But, it's like, you know, like, it delivered that package. But, you know, we
2: got a little bit more than that. <laughs> <laughs> they do have Sunday de- delivery around me. I don't know. That was weird. First time I saw that.
4: Uh, oh, you got a drone? Oh, you saw a drone oh. delivery? Sweet.
2: No, no, it's just Sunday uh, delivery. It's not a drone oh, delivery. So- oh, Although just- it, it was a oh. drone from the, I guess if you want to call it a drone from the U.S. Postal Service who dropped it off on a Sunday. So uh, real sorry looking motherfucker who was working on Easter Sunday was dropping packages off on my door. I'm like, oh, man, I feel bad for you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
3: So, I can I say that when I did overload Cyclone Grift in response to the Cyber Sanity, there was a minute pause at the table as everyone was tr- trying to comprehend what had just happened. Oh, wow. Like, Ashley was just completely convinced that I was not going to let the reanimation resolve because I wouldn't want to lose my hand because I'm the control player. Yeah. I think she just completely forgot I had Cyclonic Rift.
4: Also, you're playing a zombie, right? So, like, yeah. you know, like, what are, what are cards to you? And I've got,
3: and I've got Ancestral <laughs> Vision resolving next turn.
4: Oh, okay. Well, yeah.
2: Board State.
3: And I've got Leyland of Anticipation House. Oh, my God.
2: How, how quaint you guys are drawing one card a turn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I used to draw only one card a turn. I don't know how I lived back then.
2: Insert monocle. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think the monocle's implied.
2: <laughs>
1: implied monocle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not uh, too much? What's up with you? Uh,
2: Not much. It is a uh, boring Friday night, which is just the way I like it, because I'm old. So, it's good. The most exciting thing on my agenda for tonight, because the wife is out with the mother-in-law, is whether or not I should succumb to the temptation to buy the new Mortal Kombat game or not. <laughs> oh. There's that. Oh, I don't know, man. I mean... D- it looks pretty good. I know. It's like I could kill so
1: many people in so many interesting ways. I'm like, oh, I don't know.
2: Maybe I'll just wait for a sale. I don't know. <clears throat> but
1: you have a current gaming obsession?
2: Um, I am. I'm like, at, On top of like all the stupid money I sink into uh, Magic, I, I do play a shit ton of video games, too. No,
1: but, like, do you have a, like, video game that you're playing right now that's occupying a bunch of your time? Because that's that's my argument. Like, I don't have to buy any new video games for, like, four months because I'm playing Bloodborne right now. So it's oh, like, man. I never have to, I don't have to play, I don't have to buy a single game because that's, that's about four months worth of just sucking away my free time.
2: Oh, dude, I am totally jealous because I, I do not own a PS4 because honestly, the only thing I would buy would be Bloodborne. Like nothing else really stuck out to me, but I'm a huge mm-hmm. Dark Souls, like ever since Demon Souls, like I've been a fan of oh, yeah. that series, you know? So
1: I'm definitely jealous, man. This is it as yeah. amazing as I imagine it to be? It's better. <sighs> It's, uh, you don't realize when you start playing it that it's not a fantasy game, it's a horror game. Hmm. And then, like, about four hours in, you're like, this isn't just a horror game, this is a Lovecraft game. And it's the best Lovecraft game I've ever played.
2: Ooh,
1: man. (laughs) You're not doing anything for my wallet right now, man. Yeah, right? (laughs) See, the thing is, is when it, I knew it was coming out in May. So in Feb, my birthday's in February, so I went into, like, a shopper's, uh, like, a drugstore near my work when I was on break. And I was just, like, I was on break, and I I go over to the shoppers, and I see that they have, like, the PS4 with The Last of Us remastered for, like, 400-something bucks or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, and I texted my friends, and I'm, like, I'm thinking about buying this as a birthday present to myself because Bloodborne's coming out. And then by the time they responded to me to be like, what are you doing? I was just like, too late. I already have it. <laughs> yes, that is the best kind of impulse buy. You're just like, <laughs> that's that's what I usually do. See, that's what my wife does,
2: too. When she buys something, she's like, do you think we can, I'm like, I can buy these shoes this month? I'm like, fuck it, you already bought them. Why didn't you even ask? Because yeah. I, I do the same thing. I'm just like, oh, um, I kind of spent too much money on Magic Cards this week. So yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what do you think about this purchase i've already made you know <laughs> yep exactly and, and, hey whatever man i think it's i think it's totally worth it even though i know they're never going to port it to pc i will have to break down eventually and go buy a ps4 just for bloodborne
1: it sounds amazing but eventually it'll be worth it right once you once there are, are more exclusive you're into like it'll be worth the investment yeah, and
2: there's, there's just nothing else that,
1: like there's literally nothing else that i would buy it for at this point it's just saying you don't like Uncharted or anything like that?
2: Eh, you know, I wanted, I had a real serious love-hate relationship with Uncharted. Like, okay. there are a few games that made me, I, off the top of my head, there were only about two or three that made me want to toss a fucking controller through my TV, and Uncharted, the Uncharted series is one of them. The other one is the God of War series, so... Really? Yeah, and I don't why? know. I don't know, like, I've just been so frustrated with every time that, like, I, I love the the story of Uncharted. But god damn, the fucking controls or the cheap-ass shit that people pull, or the fact that the... Like, Uncharted 2 was the worst, man. Those motherfuckers... Actually, no, the first one was the worst, because those bastards were bullet sponges. Like, oh, yeah. I could unload clip after clip after clip into those bastards, and they would get the hell up again, you know?
1: I don't know. I was just very salty about those games. So. I just... It, it's a, it's stellar to me that you didn't... You didn't throw your controller at Dark Souls or Demon Souls but you're totally cool with Uncharted, or you're totally, <laughs> like, getting your ass kicked by Uncharted, just like, <laughs> rage! Yeah,
2: yeah, that probably says more about me as a person, I guess. I don't Although know, like, whenever I died in in Demon Souls or Dark Souls, it would be like, alright, like, that was some cheap shit, but I, it was fair, you know what I mean? Like, I know that it was probably me, like, I should have sidestepped, or I should have blocked, or I should have done something, you know? as cheap as those goddamn bosses are at points, and there definitely are some cheap motherfuckers in all those series. Like, I always felt it was more of a me, whereas when I died in Uncharted,
1: it was like, fucking piece of shit. Goddamn game. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair I enough. Yeah. The other, I will say this, the other cool thing about the PS4 is that uh like, for online now, it requires PlayStation Plus, right?
5: Oh, uh, well, I and, didn't know
1: that. Huh. Well, PlayStation Plus is, has been hugely worth it. Because hey. That's not, get, it. sounds like, it. I mean, it sounds like instant game library. Well, it's like one to two free games a month per PlayStation system. So use one to two PS3, free PS3 games if you still have, if you have a PS3, one to two free PS4 games and one to two free Vita games. So I've just got like, like I ended up getting Rogue Legacy and, uh, not Bastion, but the one that came after Transistor. Oh yeah. Uh uh the swapper. I got like just tons of really sweet stuff totally free. I got Shadow Warrior for like three bucks on a special PlayStation Flash sale. And oh, that game way. was so good.
2: <laughs> wow. That's I, like as a person who will still rock the Vita on the shameedly, because I do love that system. It's um, so good. I know, it, like, it, I understand why people don't like it, because I don't know, you kids and your Pokemons and your whatever, whatever. But maybe, <laughs> like, the Vita is the shit, man. Like, that is just, especially the old system, like the original system with that OLED backlight screen. Like, mm. I think it's just a beautiful system that plays games amazingly well. You know? mm. But I, that sounds cool. Maybe one of these days I will have to break down and do that. I'll just, I don't know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll stop buying so many goddamn Commander cards
1: for a little bit or something. There you go. I uh. If you have a Vita, you should pick up Titan Souls. I started playing it, and, uh, wow, that game is hard! (laughs) Really?
2: Now see, it's funny, like, I, I, like, I'm the kind of guy who, like, you know, reads reviews and whatnot before I buy. I like to think at least I try to shop around, at least before I spend ridiculous amounts of money on dumb fucking games. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I kept, I kept seeing that thing getting panned around the web. But I mean, it still seems like anything that has souls in the title, I'm probably
1: gonna buy at some point, you know? Well, the it's it's actually super cool because it's all skill based basically, like um, and it's got the what what it manages to nail down is like the discovery aspect of the souls game when you're fighting a boss. It's nothing but bosses. It's Shadow of Colossus style, nothing but bosses. Ooh, um, and awesome. the way you yeah, and the way do you know how you fight like what the conceit is? So you your character doesn't has no levels and no health bar. One hit you're dead. <laughs> okay. There's no normal enemies, there's just bosses that have weak points that you have to hit. You fight with a bow and a single magic unbreakable arrow. So what you do <laughs> is you fire this arrow, right? And you try and hit your boss's weak points, and if you miss, you have to run and grab the arrow wherever it fell. Or you can, uh, like, stand, uh, you can, like, summon the arrow back to you, and it'll, like, fly towards you from across the screen, like you're using the Force on it. But, you have to stay stationary while you're doing that. So it's, it's a trade-off, but, like, I was fighting this boss, and he was, it's the first boss of the game, and it's a heart inside of a slime, basically, and it's bouncing around, so I fire my arrow through the slime to hit the heart, And when I do it, it splits into two slimes, and one of them has the heart in it, and then I do it again, and it, like, splits multiple times, and they're all just basically bouncing around. And so you're trying not to get stomped while shooting the one that has the heart in it until it breaks up enough times that the heart falls out, and then you can just shoot the heart, right? Jesus. This sounds like a game that someone, like, someone took a look at Demon Souls and Dark Souls, and they're like, no, fuck it, I can make something even harder. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that, like, I was playing, and I was getting super frustrated but like, there was, and this was a fight where I died at this, uh, one match, like, uh, I shouldn't say, like, don't get the idea that I got delighted because I was winning, but I started calling my arrow back from across the screen, and one of the slimes got in the way of the arrow coming back, and it split the slime because the arrow coming back also counts as hitting enemies, and, and like, D- the discovery was so delightful to me because I'm like, that's such a facet that I hadn't considered before. But yeah, no, I'm I'm like on like the second and third bosses and stuff, and I, I tried them for two seconds, but I haven't sit down and fought them yet because you walk into the room and you fire the arrow to like wake them up, and I just died. Like before <laughs> I had a chance to react. So I'm like, I'm going to try standing at a different angle when I fire the arrow next time. Okay. Okay. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> See, now that one's out on PC,
2: like, so maybe I'll maybe I'll give that one a try. Or, or maybe it's out on Vita, too, so who knows? I don't know. I am it's legitimately, out on Vita. That's where I'm playing it. Oh, I am legitimately jealous of PS4 owners this week. Not only for Bloodborne, but because Axiom Verge, I guess, just came out? And I've heard mm. amazing things about that one.
1: I'm like a huge Metroidvania fan. So. Yeah, I'm, I might pick that up at some point. That's also going to come out on the Vita eventually, I think. Yeah, I just have
2: to wait for it. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but whatever. I mean, there's... It's one of those things, like, well, I should probably just not spend the $400 to play a $14 game. <laughs> that's probably that's probably not the right... Same thing with, like, I should probably not spend $400 to play a $60 game, even though Bloodborne's fucking amazing. I'll just play, like, I don't know, the Scholar of the First Sin or something that just came out.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Well, I also have Scholar of the First Sin uh, loaded up and ready to go. Because I never played Dark Souls 2. because oh, really? I huh. Well, I, I heard uh, a bunch of negative stuff about it. And then my understanding is that Scholar of the First Sins, like, fixed all the stuff that I didn't like, so now I'm going through and playing it again.
2: It's interesting.
1: Yeah, you got to tell how you like that one, man, because, I mean, I was huge into Demon
2: Souls and Dark Souls, and I'll be honest, like, I played about two hours of Dark Souls 2, and I'm like, fuck this game. And I t- turned it off, and I came back to it again, like, a, you know, around the summertime, and I'm like, yeah, I got nothing else to do, like, some new DLC came out, and I got into it again. But it is a very different, like, you could could definitely tell that people were, like, following a recipe for Dark Souls, and it didn't Uh. quite get it right. Yeah. But it's it's close. Like, sometimes it's close enough to scratch that itch. It's kind of like when, I don't know, like, I always relate it back to my wife's cooking. I'm like, well, sometimes my wife will try to make the shit my mom used to make when I was a kid. And she gets it kinda right, like she's following the same recipe, <laughs> but it's not quite the same thing that I love, but it's it's close like i can I can see what she was going for, and I'm like, ah eh, it's it's pretty good like i'm not gonna I'm not gonna not eat
1: it, you know what I mean like but uh, it's definitely not what I was hoping for i I totally get it, yeah, no, that was my big complaint there was uh like the level design wasn't as good, definitely and the not. the item descriptions were like. The cool thing about Dark Souls was that like all the item descriptions that gave you like the story bits were all just statements that made you ask questions. It was like it was yeah, like sucked. the sword of the hate knight from blah 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 that did blah 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 and you're like what the fuck is a hate knight? Where the hell is he from? What's going like it would make a direct statement of a fact about him. Like this hate night's favorite meal was snorgelpus, And you'd be like, okay, what in the fuck is a snorkel pus? And then you'd spend the next, like, three hours in the game investigating to try and figure out what a <laughs> pus was. But in Dark Souls 2, like, all the item descriptions were like, this night's favorite meal was a snorgelpus. What kind of weird magic beast could that be? I'm like, don't ask the questions for me, game. That's not <laughs> what you're supposed to fucking do. I know, yeah. I mean, there's
2: there's a bunch of shit, like, like, AIDS Tower of Flame. Like, why is the fucking tower on fire? Why is it on fire when I get there? Who the fuck? Why would you set the tower on fire, and why is it the smallest level in the game? I don't fucking get it. Whatever. <laughs> you know, like, none of this shit makes any fucking sense to me. I don't know why anything happened. Like, you get it after a while. Like, you play through Dark Souls. Like, I'm I'm sure you're probably like me. You play through the game, like, more than once. Oh, yeah, no, you I've know. I've totally got a handle on the story for Dark Souls and Demon's Souls. Exactly, you know, and first time through you're like, I don't fucking know what's going on, this shit scares the fuck out of me, but whatever, let's go for it. And then the second time around, you're like, okay, oh, I get it, you know, because, like, the first time, I forget what, you know, like, right after you kill that big, huge spider demon be- bitch in the fucking... um Quelaig? Of- yes, like, right after Quelaig, and there's that weird, like, hideous, deformed thing right next to her sister. Like, the first time I saw that thing, I just went for it and just fucking just skewered his ass. (laughs) Never even talked to him? I Never even fucking talked to him. You know what you're probably better (laughs) off? That guy was a dick. Yeah, he was a dick. But, like, I didn't even know you could talk to him. I just told... I was just, like... I was a two-handing strength build on that one. And I just smashed his ass with a fucking great hammer. I was like, fuck you, you hideous freak! (laughs) Boom! You know? And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I can't... Well, whatever, it probably wasn't worth it, you know? The second to third time around through, you know, you, you pick up stuff and whatnot, like those... God, those games are so good. I might just go
1: back through and play more Dark Souls now. Uh, yeah, I can always go back and play more Dark Souls. Bloodborne does it, like, such a sneaky fucking trick, where they put this character directly in front of you, like directly in your path, and they're hideous and emaciated with like Dark, like withered skin and spindly little arms. They're blind, and you don't see if they have legs or not. They're like, they're like almost like in Ugh. the floor. Ugh. And they talk to you, and they're like, "There's nothing scary here." heh. <laughs> Why don't you tell all the sane people you find to come here? he <laughs> And they'll be totally safe, you know. There's nothing to fear here. heh <laughs> And you know what? That guy is one of the only legitimate good guys in the game who does not stab you in the back or go crazy. Like he's (laughs) actually doing his best to help everyone. He's just fuck ugly and awkward and creepy. (laughs) Awesome. That is fucking awesome. (laughs) It was really funny. Anyway.
0: All right. So, all right. Let's go ahead and go into. All right. Wonder ball.
3: Isn't that the Wonder Ball?
0: Oh, I got a Wonder Ball. A Wonka
3: like a ball. ball. No, 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 the Wonder or,
0: Ball. It's,
2: like a, like a Willy Wonka? Like a Wonka Oh, dude. Ball. Yeah, yeah, dude, the really Wonder Wonka? Ball.
3: Yeah, it's candy and stickers inside what's chocolate in and foil ball? in a box. Nope,
2: I got I a Wonka that. Ball.
3: What's in a Wonder Ball? Yep. I don't and have banned Ball. Banned? Did, did they? I don't know. I What's
0: in my Wonka Ball?
3: It's just candy and chocolate
0: and in a box. Two boxes of Wonka Nerds.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yo, those things I are got, of, I
2: don't care what
0: anyone says. A pa- uh, pack of, uh, Wonka's Laffy Taffy. A nice and a nice. box
5: of everlasting Cobb Wow. Well, I have a bag of chips from Chipotle.
3: I need to make real food at some point. Maybe I'll make, maybe I'll make the potato omelette again. Potato omelette? Yeah, like at work they have these, uh, these burrito wrap things that are just like, uh, hash brown potatoes with scrambled eggs and bacon and cheese and stuff like that. Dude. I, so I was like, hey, I can make this at work. So we were having a sale at work where it's like, hey, if you buy two packs of bacon, you get a whole carton of eggs, a loaf of bread, and once she's free, I'm like, oh, perfect. I'll get some get some of this. So I was making the uh potatoes and I had the eggs scrambled. The potatoes were so fine, I'm like, huh. I could make the potatoes and eggs separately, or I could just kind of throw the eggs in here and just let it all cook. And that seems a lot lazier. So that's what I did. Hmm. Oh. It actually turned out really fantastic. I need to make the bacon a lot crispier, but it was real good, especially when you get salsa on it.
0: <laughs> Since we're discussing food before we move on, the other night I was getting ready to make some chicken alfredo, and I was looking at, like, one of the um, directions on how to do it, and it was talking about how it wanted me to take the chicken breast that I have and to dip it into some egg yolk and then bread it. And I said to myself, no, I'm not doing that because that just seems kind of um messy? evil. No, evil. not messy. Evil. Evil. Because think of it. Like First off, the, the chicken eats because chicken eats corn feed, and they eat bread, and then the egg is also the babies of the chicken. So not only did I take the chicken's food and give it an abortion, I killed it and then dipped it in a batter of its dead child and then covered that in the food that it was meant to eat, just so I could fry it and cook it and eat it for myself. Dude, Something what? about that just seemed a little bit, like, extreme and brutal for my taste. So I, think, I, I think maybe... I would...
5: <laughs> Jesus,
2: man.
3: <laughs> man, do you know how often we fed up our free-range chickens' egg yolks? Like, they love egg yolk. Like, as long as you don't let them know where it came from, they'll eat it and they love it. So they that eat seems their own kind food? of, uh...
0: Cannibalistic? Yeah,
3: it, technic- it's cool. it, it technically is, but you can't show them where the yolk is coming from, or else they'll start attacking their own eggs to get at it.
0: <laughs> they enjoy it so much that they decide to kill their own offspring and get this delicious meal that came out of their ass.
3: I mean, so only green snacks is people. Actually, one last food thing. So, I, so Tuesday. This week
2: on Chef Cat. <laughs> I know. I thought, I thought. last week was the Iron Chef thing. Welcome to
3: Hell's Kitchen.
2: I'm man, the. No, hey yeah, man, you haven't even seen Daredevil, yeah, man. Sense. You're not allowed. Yeah, exactly. You're
3: not allowed to make that one yet.
0: And you, you just messed it up. Now we don't even want to hear your kitchen joke concept.
3: just going to happen.
0: Nope, nope. We don't even want to hear it now because we were. You, you were fine, and then you had to go make a Daredevil reference. Brown reference Daredevil reference? What? Then, nope.
3: That was a so, Chef Ramsey reference.
0: So what are we doing for a strategy this week, gentlemen? <laughs> I don't say t- that to me, Mark. I'm, <laughs> hoping the, I'm hoping that the next commander set is four-color.
2: Oh, man, I don't think that's ever going to happen, man. Let's
3: well, I mean, see. Uh, there, I'm not there, there, hoping there, for one way hope. or the other. There are yeah. ways to get it done. Like, there's color identity, like what they did with the favorite Forgecon. There's also the idea of, hey, let's put two characters on a single card. Like, Mark Rosewater's original idea for the four-colored cards in Guild Pact were two of the guild leaders teaming up.
0: Huh. That seems kinda cool. Yeah. Would it be like one of those, would it be like a
5: flip card?
3: No, no, it would be both of the it would be like the uh, Annex and Siamidi or the Tibur and or, Lum- Lumia.
5: If if you've seen any of the weird cards from the Pokemon games that have come out nope. in recent years, <laughs> it's like, oh hey, here's two of these Pokemon on this one card.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Nope. But, yeah, uh, I it's basically tag team commander, no, but with a single card. Okay. fine. See, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I would think, I mean, to me, like, like if you're, I've always been in the camp. Like, if you're gonna play four colors, why don't you just play five colors? Like, I the, mean, I because some people, just, cause some people just, because
3: some people, because some people like Eric Bonvie don't like a certain color.
5: <laughs>
2: Look, man, don't be,
3: don't be
5: racist. And color blue. is always blue. Now, I'm, I'm going to legitimately answer that question in the fact that functionally the Nephilims do really unique things. And I've played them as commanders from time to time, and they're a lot of fun. That's, that's why we want four colored legendary Nephilims with those same exact
2: abilities. I, I am on the outs here, gentlemen. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but I am not looking forward to it.
3: So guys, let's Uh, go, let's go ahead
2: and- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah? Note to future Calvin,
0: when William says Lay line of anticipation, cut off his anticipation and put in Rocky Horrors and Tissa Patience.
3: I still need to see that movie.
5: Really?
3: Yeah, I haven't seen You're it. You're
0: such a young young one, aren't you?
5: I mean... I, even I've seen it.
3: The closest I've gotten to seeing it was listening to the, uh...
0: Oh my god, I just realized this show <laughs> is the Autobots and we're being led by Bumblebee.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if it, hey, if it's Robots in disguise, Bumblebee, I'm okay with that. He's not wrong, uh, though. He's not wrong. God damn it, there's even a picture of Andy wearing the Optimus Prime mask.
0: Yep. <laughs> Dang. Uh, after Autobots is dead. Bumblebee is holy ho. Everybody, welcome to the new Transformers podcast. <laughs> hey, and here's a link. Click that link before you go on any further with him.
3: I've clicked it. I give it points for making me think that the audio cut out for a bit, guys. And
2: I remember, I remember the theater in my town used to run a weekly midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show, literally for about a decade and a half. Dang. Every single weekend, man. And people around here love this Rocky Horror Picture Show. Dressing up, singing, the whole fucking works. It was crazy.
3: Ah, there was a thing. I was going, to... oh, right, Clay, did you see that uh, Clues got back to you?
5: Um, It's not linked to, oh, I have that email linked to my normal email. I'll have it import really quick.
3: Basically, Clues, uh, Clues is saying, yeah, you guys can do that. Sweet. Yeah, but I need you to, when you do this, like, I need you to just go, like, how can I say this? Um, not quite car dealership, but... uh.
0: Hey, everybody, come on down to the Wacky Waving <laughs> Inflatable Arm 2, man. tell Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm 2, man. Sale.
5: <laughs> Hello, my name is
0: Crazy Bob, and I'm down here selling Wacky Inflatable wheeling tube 2, man. <laughs> Do you need to um, hail a cab? Do you need to raise the roof? Wacky Waving Inflatable tube man.
4: Yeah. Just, from Durham, wacky...
5: <laughs> You could not inflatable do that. Inflatable arm-waving tube man. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. blacky waving inflatable arm-flailing tube man.
1: Yeah. Just, come,
3: pull, just go all out. Like, just all out commercial. Like, this is a chance to do, like, just total legit commercial for Atomic Empire in some state, in some sort of city. And there's a link here. I'm going to click it.
5: It's a really, really shitty uh, someone held their phone up to the TV. So, do we actually have an idea
4: for this
2: technology segment, or we just kind of flying by the seat of our pants around this joint?
4: Hold
3: on! I mean, the hold on! Hold on! The wacky, way we with arm flailing tube banner on! Yeah, I'll... I'll... So, originally well, it, was it was going to be a pre-packaged segment for Cause kind of Sentency, but then Aaron sent me a thing that I thought would be worth oh, no.
2: running by you guys. Oh, no. What? Not the not the design of Commander. Is it going to be the design of Commander?
0: Are we going to design a commander?
2: Yay, let's design a commander. Oh man.
3: I mean, i say that its converted gonna...
0: mana cards should be red, white, blue. Uh, actually, let's just cut the blue off of that. Yeah, i say its converted mana cards should be red, white, colorless.
3: I mean, if you guys have other ideas that you would want to do for it, like, we can still do the Jeskai Ascendancy prepackaged thing. We could also go over, l- like, uh, maybe top five spells that you can sum Forger with Jeskai, with a Jeskai deck. Like, in all honesty... I've
0: not talking anymore?
3: In all honesty, I've been... Or really, any less. I've been kind of wanting to do, like, an update to the Sunforger prepackaged scene. Like, any crew did Sunforger, like, way back in the day, but there's been so many cool stuff that's come out since then.
5: Like, like Ride Down? Ride Down. Ride Down.
3: Okay, let's go ahead and do a prepackaged Sunforger update. Specifically, Forge Sky.
5: Ride Down. Ride Down.
3: Prepackaged
0: statement,
5: Return of the Hammer.
0: That's my penis.
5: Turn
3: and burn. Should we type these up? Steam augury? Probably. Clay, I'll go ahead and let you handle that.
5: Oh, I do I have to type up all of them?
3: I mean, only if you can't convince Mark to do half of them.
5: Why don't? Why doesn't everyone just like type them?
3: Hmm.
5: You raise mm. a very interesting point, Clay. Let's go ahead and start the technology segment now. Okay. Your your point
0: is valid. No one's listening, <laughs> but it does not make it any less valid. All
2: right. Oh. Hey, side tangent, is anyone is anyone less excited about the Batman versus Superman movie now that they saw the the new trailer? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually more excited for it. I don't know why. I don't you know, really you know go may, see
5: movies. You know what,
0: may, you know what may actually made me more excited? <laughs> are, you too, Claire, are you too Clay, are you too hipster <laughs> for movies
5: now? No, it's just they're so damn expensive to go see. All I'm right. a college <laughs> student, I can't
2: afford that. I thought maybe you were just like swearing off movies, You're like no. That's what, what do. If
5: I were to go see a new superhero movie, movie, I'd probably go see Age of Ultron just because I've heard really good things about it.
3: But Calvin, you were saying a thing.
5: Uh,
0: what was that thing? I don't remember. I was sorry. I get distracted. Oh, oh yeah, about the um, Batman Superman movie. Mm-hmm. The one thing that actually kind of made me suck about it was some fan made like an animated version of it to kind of. They did the trailer, but they redid it using images and artwork that was similar to the original Batman animated series style. <laughs> and after seeing that, I was like, if this movie was an animated movie, I would be all over it. But now that I know it's a live action movie, I am
5: so over it.
2: Man, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me. I actually like what Zack Snyder does with comic book movies. I'm like the one, I'm the guy, the one guy who like actually legitimately, unironically liked Man of Steel. So. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Yeah, different strokes for different folks. Different strokes of genius. We've all gotta concentrate sometime.
3: I prefer my my strokes <laughs> disdainful. I mean, it's. I was a lot more excited for like the Jurassic
2: World trailer. Really, man? Like, it, the only yeah. good Jurassic Park movie was Jurassic Park.
3: But you got Chris Pratt riding a motorcycle with velociraptors. <laughs> like how right, is that gonna, how is that not going to be awesome?
2: I'm just saying, keep your expectations
0: low. Want me to tell you why that's not awesome, William? Because Raptors for the vast majority of the Jurassic Park series, has always been like the villains. They've been like the mini-bosses that you have to deal with before the T-Rex shows up. <laughs> and they've always been kind of the bad guys. And now suddenly the bad guys are hanging out with Chris Pratt. So and not only are they hanging out with him, they're training with him and he's got them like following him like a pack of dogs and stuff. So either a Chris Pratt in his movie has proven to these groups of dinosaurs that he's so badass that they have to follow him or he's found some way to bitchify them and turn them into little like lap dogs. And then I just kind of imagine them getting their asses handed to
2: him. And I don't want to see that happen to Velociraptors. Velociraptors.
0: It already happened
3: awesome. in Lost
2: World. It's not going to be good, man. I'm just saying, it's not going to be good. I'm going to go out there right now and I'm going to say it.
3: Hey, Lego Star-Lord, War- uh, Lego Star Lord riding a motorcycle with Velociraptors. I don't see how this is a loose scenario. Okay. Okay, so let's go, let's go ahead and name off a couple more cards and we'll just wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, because it-
0: cause apparently no one on this cast wants to talk about just guy.
3: All right, let's go ahead and, you know, I think I'm going to name off one last card and we can go ahead and wrap this up and then we can just go into whatever random ass nerd discussion we, we want. Which would probably be anything.
0: Random nerd ass <laughs> discussion. And go!
2: Yeah! That's a hippo. Ooh. Ooh. That is definitely a hippo. But it only starts with hippo, it goes down to many more animals. My favorite is the big cats. The big cats?
3: Yep. Those are some big cats. I didn't know cats liked the watermelon. I did not know hippos eat watermelon. But I mean, hippos I can believe. Is that, <laughs> is that Russian bear harassed by models?
0: What? Why do I have a strange feeling that by the time I get to the
2: bottom of this list, I have a picture of a black person?
5: It
2: doesn't. <laughs> it does no, help. It, it, it does, that dude, that dude's pretty goddamn intense, man. He's just like whole hogs it, like, just chewing it, like, eating a watermelon, just, just, like, eating it like it's an apple. Uh, what was the question I had?
0: Sorry, I got, I kind of got, I distracted myself and lost trade of my own thought.
5: Alright guys, whose baby is this?
0: Whose baby is this? It ain't mine.
5: If it's not yours, you shouldn't we, uh, claiming credit for it.
4: Um, Mark, I was gonna say when you every time I think about Karanos, I think about the Song of Storms from Legend of Zelda, and I just want I just want it to be played every time somebody casts Karanos. That's what I like to think in my head. And I have this sweet dubstep remix of Song of Storms by Ifixa. You can find it on YouTube. I'll send you this a link, and uh, it's that's what you should play every time that this thing comes out. That's awesome. Uh, I wish I could find. You just do it at the table.
3: I wish I could find the sh- the, the sheet music for all the Legend of Zelda songs. I I got the actual ceramic Orcaiana like about oh, really? <laughs> like, a month and a half ago, but, and it came with like this this uh this amateur practice sheet. Like so I've been practicing like Happy Birthday and Mary Had a Little Lamb and Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. But I want to actually practice like the actual song so I can surprise a- Ashley with them. But I can't find you know legitimate sheet music anywhere for some reason.
2: <laughs> isn't there legit? Well, isn't there like sheet music in the game, man?
3: Well, there's sheet music, but it's also what? I can't remember what lines it were. Like, I'm still trying to learn the notes. Oh,
4: so uh, like reading music? music?
2: Yeah, I get okay. you now. Well,
4: well, well, yeah, I mean, you could just... <laughs> I mean, if you... Like, no joke, Will, if you wanted me to, I could try to figure them out by, like, ear, because I have, I have figured out most of the Lost Woods, <laughs> and, um, uh, like, Zelda's Lullaby and stuff. Like, those are really easy songs on guitar. Uh, I mean, this has uh, to be a click, thing that exists. This has click to be a thing that a, exists somewhere. Clay can attest. Clay can attest. They're pretty easy to, to learn. I found
3: one here. website that had yeah. like, all kinds of Nintendo songs on sheet music. The only problem was that you had to actually make, you had to like, subscribe, or make a donation to
4: actually unlock them. Uh, just, all, all kind of ultimate stuff. Guitar. Ultimate Guitar. Hyphen, ultimate Guitar. Hyphen, ultimate ultimate hyphen Guitar. That's where it is. Or just go to
5: Clay's Lake. Clay's Lake.
4: This Blaise place Link.
5: has a billion
4: and three. He should have a song for that. What Blaze Link?
2: Then party time! Excellent.
4: <laughs> hey, hey, Calvin. Do you know somebody who plays McCasey and Hallow?
0: as the commander?
4: Yeah. Nope. Okay. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Like in my play group, we we actually designate them as White Mike and Black Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would enjoy that.
3: Okay, so which one would I be clicking on for sheet music? The PDF, the muse, mid, pig uh. uh PDF,
5: da- PDF file
0: of the sheet music. Why is there such a big gap between William's name and the rest of ours?
3: Excellent. This is exactly what I was I it. thank I you think. so much, Greg. Thank you. Oh, finally, now I can learn the sheet music. soon as I figure out the bookmark.
2: Okay, so for this next segment, what what do we consider like Hmm. Like, what do we consider unsung commanders? Like, how underplayed are we talking here? Like, do I have to go, like, plumb the depths of, you know, like, the Kamigawa block, or are we just, you know...
0: But the um, commander I'm using for unsung is uh on Hollow, and the main reason I'm using it is because it's a commander that people know of, and people play with him as a creature in their deck, and they love the creature, but the amount of people that I've known or have seen, which is zero, that actually use him as their commander is, like, much lower than the amount of people who just toss him into the other ninety nine. Even though he's still really good as a commander. I mean, you know, he's a five five of Intimidate, so he can do a lot of commander damage on his own.
4: Yeah. Hey yeah. hey Calvin, Calvin, say fight in 99s, and then
2: re-record yourself
4: over that. Fight in ninety nine. I was go. just wondering man.
2: I mean when you say when you know when we say unsung heroes or unsung commanders, you know, you you got this there's like a wide spectrum here. Like I need to know if I need to go back and like talk about Veldrain of Sengir. Or am I cool with, you know... (laughs) Go
0: get Veldrain of Singers, because I've never heard of that card. Man, you you don't want to
2: hear about that card, man. It's not a home now,
0: Yeah, but now I want to hear about that card. You you, you you brought the name up, I want to hear about (laughs) the damn card.
2: Lord of Horn.
3: If
0: if I knew how to spell it, I would put it in here right now.
2: (laughs) Veldrain? V-E-L-D-R-A-N-E. I guarantee you he's the only Veldrain. The well, the commander go.
3: definitely shouldn't have like, a
2: price barrier. or what? Uh, oh, I guarantee Veldrain of Sengir does yeah. not have a price barrier. Like, that is the bottom of the price barrier right there. 27 cents. Yeah.
5: 27
0: cent rare legendary creatures scoffing you from playing commander.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Woo. All up in your stuff.
3: Eh. Oh, man, he gets Forest Walk for one black, black.
2: And minus three, <laughs> minus o. Yep.
3: Oh man, he gets by so many.
2: Because uh, five fives are op. Five fives for seven are op, son. Only when uh. they
3: have forest walk.
2: And they look like yeah. 80s rock stars. Yeah, yeah I mean, 80s rock stars that like got too close. I don't know. Like, oh man, I was gonna make a what, uh, like a great shark joke, but maybe that's off. Maybe that's not a. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like maybe they had a, like a club accident. Maybe that's why I lost the eye. <laughs> My bad. Can
0: make that joke. I'm uh, like, trust me. Like, I'm pretty sure that not many men- members of our listening audience would have gotten a joke, so it's perfectly fine to make it because. I apologize to, to our
2: up. Rhode Island listeners.
0: Like, because then they have to look it up
2: and they'll go find
0: it and they'll figure out what it is and then once they see it, they'll be like, "Oh, I can't believe you oh, said that." Mark's but genius. by the time, yeah. But by the time they, but by the time I realize it, it'd be way too late. Also true. Yeah. And you know, they've I'm already listened to the show. They've already got the download. So. By the way, I notice there's a lot of. <laughs> All oh, there's a lot that's of white
4: here. I'm trying to balance. That's the kind of racist. Is it? No, that's red, blue. Uh.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, part of the uh. problem with looking at the sheet music is that I haven't played an instrument since sixth grade band. Ooh. I'm with. Oh. I'm going to have to relearn. What does that sound?
0: That would be somebody like typing. As long as it's not somebody fapping, I'm all set. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it, 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 it's William over there learning how to play the skin flute. Dang.
3: Burn.
0: No, that comes after.
3: William Burn! That only comes when you do it too much. Uh, hey, hey, it all only right.
0: comes when you do it too much with the um, inappropriate amount of lubricant. All Commander right. Cast recommends that all of its listeners moisturize themselves mm-hmm. before any future
4: fappings.
3: Alright, let's go ahead and get this started, then.
4: I can, I can do this one. Awesome. Go ahead, Aaron. Right. You're ready.
0: Machias, the unhallowed. Uh, the main reason... Uh, Whoa, someone just try to, like, make love to my earlobe. That's for after the show, gentlemen. You have to wait. You have to wait. You have to get through the rest of the segments, and then we can blow in each other's ears all we want. But, yeah, like, so what I was saying. Uh...
3: Yeah, because I know who I'm blaming.
0: Uh But real quick, before we go too much further, gentlemen. Uh, Will, yeah, I remember the uh, JTS that you sent me for yes. CommanderCast 200? Yes. Where you were doing all your thinking and stuff? Yeah. I'm going to, um, gentlemen, I'm letting all of you here know, and I'm going to send out an email with a link in it to everybody that's on the site. William said some really nice and deeply, like, emotional stuff about all of us, and I feel as though it's something that everyone here needs to kind of hear. Kind of brought a tear to my eye. And you know how you said that I give you shit, Will?
3: You do, Calvin.
0: Yes, I do. (laughs) in the <laughs> process of going through the technology segment of this particular episode it came to my mind if uh if me and you were not to be on the show i feel as though mark would be giving clay the amount of shit that i usually give you <laughs> because it's <all. laughs>
2: I there always has to be shit givers and shit takers man it's one of those rules in life you know <laughs> hey,
4: hey speaking of like, speaking of all the shit i forgot oh I'll, I'll, I'll let we let's continue joking before i get serious continue well, joking gonna, now. Well, sorry. I thought you were going to say a joke, Calvin. Uh, uh, no. I was just okay. letting you know, like, uh,
0: okay. I was just going to say, like, and don't worry, listeners, you're going to hear it, too, because that's going to be episode five where you're going to hear William get all emotional about us. Yeah.
3: Okay. Oh, and, Calvin, Calvin, you, can go, you can go ahead and double post those episodes until we get caught up. That way, I, only, I'm, that way, uh, I have two weeks to work on a single episode, and it's still somewhat topical. Well, I mean, you
2: can take the community slot this week, because I, I didn't, I couldn't line up anybody for this week. No, I, you know, our schedules didn't work out for Deck Builder Spotlight, so I got nobody on the, the horn for this week coming up. So you might as well just have, um, you know, this week, uh, Journey to Somewhere. Alright. Hey, hey, real quick, I just wanted to
4: jet in. Did everybody get my, my video email about the, the site? Yes. Yes, yes. That's amazing. Uh, okay.
0: I still I
3: haven't had a chance to actually watch okay. the video yet. Okay. It's, it, I, I, everybody,
4: I, I,
0: everybody has watched the video except for the person that owns the site. We've
4: we'll seen it. We've we'll seen it before. You guys did, I think. But I just wanted to get if you guys got feedback for me. If you guys want to, you know, if you guys got anything else, let me know. Um, I just wanted to see what get quick feedback because we hadn't talked about it. So. Uh, as
0: far as like everything looks, I personally liked everything. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of having the scrolling banner at the top. That's going to be really good and useful. For yeah. any listeners, I have no issues with the idea of the site having a more friendlier mobile page app set up for it. That's yeah. just fine because most of the time I visit the, phone, the site from my phone anyway, and I've got to do a lot of the stuff That's that hard. our listeners go through. And while granted, I understand our <laughs> listeners have to go through a lot. I've got to go through it. So normally it's like I just kind of – it just to me, it just becomes so routine to do that I've just completely forgot about it.
3: Um, yeah. Think about how many people will come here now that it's so much easier. Hopefully more.
4: Hopefully more. Yes.
3: (laughs) Hopefully a non-zero number that is positive. (laughs) Hopefully a
0: non-positive zero number. That
4: got real mathy real quick. Actually, non-positive
5: zero number. number? Would it blow anyone's?
0: Like I'm talking. Like I said exactly the opposite of what Will said, and I said it because while he's saying he wants it to go up, I wanted my statement to be nope, it's going down.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, question: Does it blow anyone's mind to realize that Alice in Wonderland was actually about mathematics?
0: No, because Alex in Wonderland was
5: all about drugs,
0: yeah I'm and sure. the amount of drugs you could take. No, there's actually now, if a we crack- talk about the mathematical discuss- discussion of like uh, how much drugs to take then you know in Alex in Wonderland, the only answer is all of them.
3: No you know, you're, you're only kind <laughs> and, of close. I read a cracked article recently explaining that the, uh, that Lewis Carroll was actually the pen name of a mathematician who lived in the age when like imaginary numbers and pi and, and all this all this theoretical math stuff was coming out. And to him, all this stuff was like, like, he knew that if you added two apples to three apples and you had five apples, that was real math. Like, that's math that mattered. But suddenly you're adding in all these imaginary numbers and shit. Like, like, this is the stuff of the devil. Like, this is the stuff that people who were on drugs would come up with. And that's the whole thing about the book. It's him talking about why all these imaginary numbers are just absolute nonsense. You know, like, Alice is eating all these foods and all these things are changing proportions and all that. Because it doesn't make any sense.
2: See, now, that doesn't blow my mind any more than, say, like, learning that The Wizard of Oz was really about the gold standard in the 1880s. So, <laughs> well, like, I, I can accept right? it equally now. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm good. So, well, you well, know, that's...
4: like, L. Frank Baum, like, inherited his dad's business, right? And he switched it to silver because he believed in silver. And, like, he, he like, got went bankrupt.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a terrible
4: businessman.
2: Yeah, I like see, like, and I'm a terrible mathematician. So like, I didn't like, I don't know anything about these non-zero. Like, whatever. Whenever I hear the term like non-zero sum, anything like, my brain just shuts off. So whatever. Like, I read Alice in Wonderland for the you know, no, like a, just the goofy shit that happens. Who cares? Like, I like the Mad Hatter's tea party. Whatever. I find it disturbing that he wrote it for a small girl and that the, he spent a lot of time hanging out in a park. Like, oh no, I'm sorry, confusing that with a guy who did, um, um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. That part, yeah, that dude Barry? used to hang out in parks an awful lot. Like we Jean would, Barry? yeah, that part's effective.
3: My affected. favorite one is is the story behind Fahrenheit 451. Like,
2: well, Ray, when he wrote it in the the basement of the. No, no, no. How
3: about, Ray Bradbury wrote it as an analogy for how television was going to destroy reading and literature, and how he went to a uh, a lecture as a guest. You know, he's telling these students about it. And one of them told him to his face that, no, his interpretation was wrong. It was about censorship. To the guy who actually wrote the books. (laughs)
2: Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I played that clip for my kids in class. Uh, Or I did when we used to teach Fahrenheit 431. Which they began it no, no, my kids just fucking hated it, so we stopped teaching it. <laughs> so, like they just, <laughs> just hated saying. that goddamn book. Like, I'm, I'm just, not. Like, a, <laughs> no, no, we totally didn't. But we don't now. We're in Connecticut, man. We don't ban anything. So, and plus, the, you know, the dirty secret is you don't need to ban books because kids just read their phones. So, <laughs> like yeah. you have you have a global porn delivery system in your pocket. Why do you need to ban books anymore? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. William, real quick question. Yes. Do you know who Matthew Holden is?
3: Matthew Holden, a.k.a. the guy who does the Dodo Bird videos?
0: There we go. Okay. <laughs> Click. Add him, too. Okay. There we go. No, the main reason why I'm acting is because I was typing up, like, all the people from the site. I got Mark and Aaron and Clay and Hayes and Noel and Eric and Judd, and then out of nowhere, like, Google was like, do you want to add Matthew Holden to this, too? And I'm like, Matthew Holden, Matthew, who's this? like apparently Matthew has obviously has something to do with the site because Google knows that when I'm like emailing the group of people from Commander Cast's current staff that you know these these are people that are all linked usually in one giant email and then it's like so add Matthew and I'm like I don't know if I've ever emailed Matthew. Yeah, I need to figure the, out how to get
3: the the yes. e- the large email group just set up so I can just click on a group and auto send stuff.
2: Yeah. Hey, it's kind of Kind of similar topic. What'd you guys think of the the Tonos's coffin article that the new Dodo Bird Commander guy set up or published this week? I the liked last- it quite a bit. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, definite improvement over the the Staples guy.
3: Over Rhinos? Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think so. I can never keep it. Like, for the longest time, I didn't realize that Dodo Bird Commander was, like, the brand name. And then I couldn't figure out why he changed his name every week. Because I guess I'm not (laughs) fucking smart. (laughs) So.
5: Why does he just. What the hell?
0: If it makes it any better, Mark, I felt the same way. Like, I just kept referring (laughs) to it as Dodo Bird. I had no idea that, like, I kept seeing different names, like Martin and Matt. And I was like, okay. I I have (laughs) no idea why these name. Changing under here, so I just kept referring it to it, referring to it as Dodo Bird. And yeah, when I went like, to email, I typed in Dodo Bird to see if I've ever emailed them, and that name never get—I didn't get anything. And then Matthew <laughs> showed up, and I'm like, hmm,
2: yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, it's 2015, man. If you want to change your name every week, fine, go for it. You know, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna hate on you. It's whatever. <laughs> I was real sad to see that go down, though. Like, I like East Coast Commander quite a bit.
3: Yep, website's down. I don't, it, the uh, thing just doesn't come up anymore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's see. Actually, I'm looking at a post that he put up on May 6th.
2: That's <gerçekten> Commander
0: Cat sitting back and watching all the other Commander Cat, all the other Commander base sites slowly shrivel up and die while we we will slowly they consume them all. Conflict. Okay,
3: Christian actually looks like he would be out based on what I'm reading.
0: Like in a way, I kind of just want to go through like all the various Commander sites that have come and gone since Commander Cat has established itself, just to kind of oh, like true. get like an idea of how many we've like outlived and. <laughs> taken and destroyed and crushed under the heels it's of like, our boots
2: man I was talking to Aaron about this like a little while ago like I think we might have to get rid of like the friends section <laughs> on the site because yeah. I don't know how many of those websites are actually in existence anymore no um, just
3: just retalilate remembered friends
2: yeah
5: or commander cast and the people that we've acquired over the year
3: <laughs> I will say greased lightning may in fact be the gayest straight thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: No, man, it's not. Dude, it's not straight. Um, it's not straight. I, no. I, I, still, I still legitimately really like that movie. I can admit it. I'm a secure man. I'm married. Deal with it. But that's, I, that shit.
5: I saw the stage version of it and they changed the lyrics to that song. And it was just like, this isn't the real thing.
0: Oh. So, Do I have to edit this part? Because it's <laughs> like, I'm not sure if we're allowed to say things like gay. Are we? Are we allowed to yeah, call stuff gay? It's I'm not, it's so I'm not it the
2: so? saying it's a pejorative. We're not saying, like, yeah, we're saying, just, yeah, we're not saying, oh, man, that's so gay. Like, that's not cool. No, we can't do that anymore. But it's not a pejorative to say, like, no. no you did say it's the gayest straight We, we are implying right.
5: that the song is trying to be straight while also being incredibly homo. That's what yes. we are saying.
2: Yes, homoerotic. There we go. Like you say, if you say the TV show Glee is gay, like oh dude, like yo bro, that show that show is gay. Like that's not cool because that's a pejorative. But if you're just like that's gay because it's all about High School Musical's, like yes, that is that is that is something that is. I'm not gonna say factual, but probably a safe bet. We're gonna go with that one.
5: You know, like my my girlfriend agrees that Grace Lightning is incredibly homoerotic. Yeah. yeah, Either way,
2: I enjoyed it.
3: Alright, yep. so, contact- I,
5: that I feel i, feel like I have
2: to touch. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we started this by talking about how Grease Lightning was just way too gay. And now, yeah, okay.
4: Alright, um, question. Do you want to do what we were talking about with having a moderator or whatever?
3: Yes, I did want to yeah. start, start doing that.
4: Okay, so who wants to moderate for a community? That means you just don't have anything to talk about, or you don't have an opinion, so you're just kind of like asking questions for this. Yeah, I'll jump in word, for that. Yeah, I'll it's, jump in for this, I, I got no dog in this fight. Yeah, that's okay.
3: basically what's going to be. The topic is, is the ability to make mana only within your color identity going to go away? Like, is City of Brass just going to make any color of mana now? Like, is that rule just going to go away? So if you don't feel that that strongly one way or another...
2: Yeah, that... I don't. So I'll, I'll jump on this.
4: So, so Mark, are you going to are you gonna let him do the intro too well? Or...
3: uh, I'm actually... Yeah, I'm... Uh,
4: hmm... Feel like that that feels smooth. Uh, I don't know. That was just my idea.
3: You know what? I'm gonna go ahead.
4: Up to you. Billy D Williams move. Yeah. I feel like that works. That works, and then that person can like generate the discussion, and then poke at it at somebody. Be like,
2: hey, you know, what do you think?
3: You know, I'm. I, you know, this, this is the first time we're really tr- trying this. So yeah, we'll go ahead and
2: try that. So, right. so, part- just so, just so I get this right, like, the rule we're talking about is the color identity rule?
3: No, not the color identity
2: rule. The All rule right. that
3: says you can only make mana within your color identity, and everything else okay. is colorless. So, okay. like, so, like, your mana confluence, if I was playing Bant, would only make white, green, blue, and colorless. But if we got rid of that rule, then I'm still playing color identity. But now, if, like, th- someone plays something that requires me to pay red, or, then I can actually use my rainbow lance to make red.
2: Okay, I'm trying to look up the the actual rule on um NTGCommander.net to make sure I get it right. I mean, I know you're right, but I just want like to read it off. Oh, wow. Okay. He wants to read the actual rule off. Well, yeah. I figured. I mean, we're talking about the rule, right? It is
4: not how I interpreted that.
3: So while Mark's looking that up, were you guys aware that dispatches are now like a buck twenty?
4: Yeah, What's I bought that? one. I bought one a while ago. That really? was expensive. Yeah. yeah but like, wait, what are we talking about?
3: Mark's just, yeah. Sh- Mark's looking up the rules, so I. Decided to drop that. dispatch is actually worth a couple of bucks now. It's oh. That worth oh, you
0: mean the, oh, you mean the magic card? Okay. Yeah,
3: the white, the one man instance that says tap a creature, but if you have metalcraft, exile it. Hmm. How much is that now? It's like a buck right. twenty. Last I checked. It's
4: freaking bananas, oh. man. man I,
5: I see. I see seventy-five cents.
4: I I bought one for three bucks a couple of years ago. I'm not surprised. It's I, actually gone down. I
3: see it as a buck sixty. It's probably going down with Modern Masters, but still, right? Like, I kind of forgot that this was a thing, despite the fact that the Zedru player in my area main decked it in his deck like all the time.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It's perfect for Narset and Sidri. Like, yeah, how man, does... What
0: Williams really saying is is that even though he's been hit with it like seven times in a row last week, he completely forgot it was a thing. Yeah, not
3: happen. I did manage. It happened. The other news is that even though I didn't really get a whole lot from my box, I did manage to trade it, uh, some of it away and upgrade it into a single copy of Cryptic Command, and I love the new templating.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, with the bullet points. Points. Yeah, points. It's so beautiful. so well, much better.
2: Because, I mean, I'm a big fan of Sean and Uriah from, like, back in the- day, you know, the old-school Commander cast, mm. but I think that'd be, I think that'd be just sweet from, you know, just the nostalgia point, and I mean, those two guys are still really prolific, and Uriah keeps putting out, like, I'm amazed, actually, at how much stuff Uriah keeps putting out on, like, a consistent basis, like, it's quite a bit. Oh, yeah, I've um, never
1: seen him miss a week on CMDR.
2: I know, I'm like, Jesus, man, I can barely get one of these out every two
1: weeks, and I've only been doing it for, like, four shows now, so oh. what the hell? <laughs> I wonder how <laughs> you know? many, like, in-submission uh, he gets, though, he gets, like, he must get a ton,
2: <sighs> is is that
1: how you did it? Like, did you submit to Uriah for your Prosh deck originally, mm. or did he contact you? Mm-mm. I submitted to him. He, he opens it up for submission, and uh I submitted to him because people kept – uh this was when I was mostly just writing for the site, and people kept asking me to do the deck list for Prosh. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it as an article because I, like – I've already did. I I did like a top ten cards to put in Prosh, and then they're like, we want a detailed article, and I'm like, God, guys, I would literally go card by card and write like three <laughs> be paragraphs on the longest on article each. ever. Yeah, I yeah. like I, I I wasn't joking. Like every card was painstaking. I could go on a 10 minute rant on why I'm specifically using Reclamation Sage instead of any <laughs> other artifact or enchantment hate. It's it's not funny it's kind of it's sad that I know this have such no, knowledge like, I of I, that I
2: totally understand man I totally understand you know what the worst is I don't know if this applies to you it, it's totally like this is like the first is the first world problems like when I get to 105 cards on my deck list mm-hmm. it's the it's the worst thing ever oh right? my god. Like the, yes. oh my, like like I could cut down from 200 to 105 no problem One of, like just those last five like oh god it's like pulling teeth it is like the so Sophie's Choice. And my wife will, like, look at me like I'm, obviously in pain. Like, is there something wrong with you? I'm like, I just don't know. Like, do I do like Viridian Zealot, or do I do Reclamation Sage? Like, I don't, maybe
1: I do both.
2: She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was,
1: I was fiddling with my deck, and, uh, my girlfriend was sitting on the couch watching me, and she looks over, and I'm, like, and I'm just so, like, direct focused, and so deep in thought, she's like, what's going on? I'm just like, I just need to figure out which of these cards. And I'm holding, I'm holding scavenging ooze in one hand and the Liliana of the Veil in the other. And I'm like, <laughs> which one makes it into the final list? <laughs> yep. Oh, brother, I
2: totally get where you're coming from for that. And I swear to God, like, I, like time will just go by when I'm oh, yeah. doing that. You know, just like, I'll, I'll wake up and all of a sudden, like, you know, I'll look up and no more sun out
1: anymore. I'm like, holy shit, where'd the day go? You know? Yeah, it's
2: dangerous when you get into deck building
1: mode. I play stuff in the background when I'm deck building. It's not because I'm watching or listening. It's so I can keep track of time. When I <laughs> when I have an episode of something on in the background on Netflix and that episode ends, I know I spent an hour trying to pick between three different cards and I need to make a fucking decision. <laughs> Yeah
2: I I use the same measure except mine is I will go in the bedroom and I'll like I'll pretend to watch whatever shitty reality TV show my wife is watching which at the moment is dance moms which is fucking hideous so I will position like I will position the cards right in front of the screen so I can't see it anymore because I want to I want to limit the brain damage and then when I know it's over <laughs> she bugs me to go watch another one I'm like okay now I need to stop I mean like because too much I've invested too much of my life into my stupid, like,
1: Kraken's deck. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) I I, I know the feeling. Especially with this thing, because it's, like, it's so finely tuned that every time I go to cut a card, I'm like, but it's been so good at this particular thing. And it's like, like, I have the bottom ten cards that I can rotate out but there's it's always so painful to to put something on that bottom 10 list
2: no i i hear you man like that is like when i look at like deck lists that are that are just solid like i have a reese the redeem deck and my and um my Rafiq deck, that are just solid. Mm. And every single time, like, a new set comes in, and I'm like, oh, like, I love spoilers, but at the same time, I have this, like, Agita, that, that I'm like, oh, shit, I might have to drop something from this list. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah I'm, it's crazy. I'm
1: lucky that I've been able to, like, get to the point where whenever a new set comes out, there's only, like, one to three cards that I think are good enough to test in the deck now. And usually by the time the set actually hits the star shelves, I'm like, okay, realistically, only one of these is good enough. So I'll get that one card and I'll try it out. I don't usually have to deal with trying to cycle in, like, there's not enough cards to cause me to have an aneurysm. Like, if if, <laughs> if in, like, Magic Origins, there was, like, six new cards that absolutely had to go into Prosh, I'd probably puke. I'd just be like, Oh, god, <laughs> What am I gonna do? <laughs> well, I'm surprised you weren't having, like, some serious, like... I'm, I'm
2: surprised you weren't having some serious issues when the dragon set came out, man. Because you knew there were gonna be some black, red, and or green dragons that were gonna at least, like... Or at least, like, some dragon-supporting cards that were gonna at least, like, cause you to Take a double double look at the deck list.
1: yeah you know? see like it and I was worried too, but the only thing that uh, that I really looked at was uh, the yeah the only thing that really needed testing was impact tremors. The other cards are kind of tempting, but like if I look at them for about 10 minutes, I can be like, okay, this is the reasons I don't want to run this card. Uh, impact tremors, I had no reason not to run it. The other card I was kind of tempted to run uh, was alter of the brood. It's the one mana artifact that every time a permanent enters the battlefield under your control, all your opponents mill one. Huh. That is like that is
2: super interesting because like I run that in the Sadisi build, but it's 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 like a derpy like mill deck, like kind of self mill, but like mm. what were you gonna do? Why, this is really interesting
1: to me. Like, why were you considering that for this deck? Because between ramping the way I do and the number of to- you don't- you don't understand the stupid number of tokens this deck spits out, okay? Because I'll play Prosh one turn, then I'll play Avenger of Zendikar, then I'll play my Prosh which got killed, and then I'll do like, Mog Infestation on myself and double my creatures, so I can spit out tokens at such a rate that I just I would literally be shaving chunks off of my opponent's deck in no time. Um, the reason I didn't end up doing it was because Prosh is my super, like, competitive deck and, I'm like, there's enough people who are smart in how they use their graveyard like I am, that I don't want to feed their strategy. Like, I've made it so that people could mill me down to, like, the last ten cards of my deck. And I can still win, because I have set up myself in such a way that I can almost always get back Eternal Witness from my yard, which gets me back anything. Like, I have, because I've got Oh,
2: yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's funny, I just never thought of this, I guess, like, looking at the deck, I never thought of it as token-focused, because I don't see, you know, like, the Doubling Seasons or... Don't need it. um, Really? Wow. That is something.
1: The reason is is that it's it, it's token focused, but when you it's it's math, right? When you when you get into the math of the deck and what's the most helpful, um doubling season doesn't help because it does unlike all my other token support cards, it doesn't do anything that's gonna let me win the game immediately. If I play prosh like on first cast with a doubling season out, I get twelve tokens instead of getting uh six, right? But if I don't have support cards and I'm just swinging with Prosh and Sacrificing, he's still a two-hit kill. He's not a one-hit kill. So there's no difference from having six tokens and having 12 in that regard. And if I have any of my support cards out, then I'm probably winning anyway. Like, Shared Animosity deals 35 damage without any help. Um, Beastmaster Ascension is lethal without any more tokens on first cast. So I don't really need to instantly double the tokens that way. Mog Infestation is in there because I can use it when I have a board of mana dorks, uh, tokens, and, like, assorted other goodies to surprise win the game. Uh And doubling season has to be on the board and kind of advertising, so it loses that advantage.
2: That's really interesting. Also, I guess it explains why I'm putting capable cable doing math
1: because I would never figure that out unless you just literally broke it down like that. Before. Yeah. It, so. it. There has been a lot of time spent with my prosh deck and a calculator. <laughs> 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 I, I'm not just running those numbers in my head. I've I've memorized those over time. Uh. The. Yeah. And uh. But yeah. The. I could mill my entire deck and still win, because I have the Eternal Witness, and I've got two ways to get it back. I'll either Life from the Loam for Volrath Stronghold, which also makes it so I never die. Because I can keep sacking, I will, uh, what I'll do is I'll get the Volrath Stronghold to put Eternal Witness back on top of my library, I'll draw Eternal Witness, bring back a sack outlet, and sack Eternal Witness. And then I'll never die. That's my that's my solution. <laughs> um, the and then the other one is I can I can Dread Return up Eternal Witness and get literally anything back. So it's that's by the way why I don't have Yawgmoth because Eternal Witness does it better with everything in my deck.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right, yeah. and then if all else fails, you can just sack him to Disciple Bolus and
1: then get him back again. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's. It's, it's one of those things where I could, I couldn't, if you asked me to sit down and design a deck this intricate, I could never do it. Like this thing is as intricate as it is and as like layered as it is because it has evolved over so much time and I've had so much, so, so many chances to tune it and figure out how things work and what works and what doesn't and like throw it in and out. This, this deck has literally been around since the Commander 2014 product came out. So, that, that's why this deck is the way it is. Like, if you, if you sat me down and you're just like, hey Eric, I want you to play a Zergo deck that runs like your Prosh deck, I'll be like, fucking crazy? (laughs) Are you high? I don't have eight months, no!
2: (laughs) Man. Alright, hey, last thing before I let you go and enjoy your rest of your Friday night, you have no idea how happy it made me to see your CMDR deck video done on the back of
1: the Fallout lunchbox. I carry my cards around in it. <laughs> that thing is fucking, om- that is fucking metal, man. <laughs> it, it is, uh, that, that is the, the thing that gets me the most comments when I sit down to play magic. It's not my decks, it's not my playmat, it's not anything else. It's that I carry around, cause it's perfect for fitting in, uh, two things of like D6s. The life counter from um, the Commander's Arsenal product, a single play mat, and two uh, Ultra Pro deck boxes. So, like, <laughs> it, it all like just perfectly fits in. So I'll have like a big like sling bag that I carry all my stuff in, and people will be like, "Okay, we're gonna play Magic," and I'll pull out my lunchbox, and, and and there's always one person who hasn't seen it before sitting at the table who looks over at me, and they're just like, "Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty awesome." <laughs>
2: Yep. That's it that is exactly the same thing I said when I saw the video. Yeah. Yep.
0: Alright everybody. That has been another edition of the Commander Cast Dangly Bit Stealer. If you want to contact us here at CommanderCast, it's easy to do. All you have to do is go over to Twitter, hit us up at CommanderCast, or hit us up with the email in Gmail at CommanderCast at gmail.com. Or you can go over to our Facebook page, or you can go over to our home site, CommanderCast.com, and check us out. But don't worry, listeners, we will be back next week with another edition of Community, Strategy,
5: and Technology, here for you on CommanderCast.com.